You all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Yeah. Albert Shivers. The Matrix doesn't happen. That's very true. Come along quietly or not. The general concept is that creativity flourishes in an in a atmosphere of freedom. Hello folks and welcome to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. I am Albert Shivers and I'm not going to take too much time. I wanted to get right to our guest on this episode the guest is visual artist Laura LaPay. She is an artist who I only recently met, but um, we vibe really good, and it was really nice to talk to her and really cool to have her on the show. Before we get to Laura, though, just want to let you know I got a lot of new projects coming every day. Um, you can check that out on Instagram at Albert Shivers or on the website www.albertshivers.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can find the Albert Shivers Patreon page. If you know my name, you'll be able to find your way around. I made it out to Mahoning Valley Speedway this past Saturday, and I want to cover it, but I'm going to cover it on the next episode, if not the one after that, because a lot went down at that little track in Pennsylvania, and I'm excited to tell you guys about it. Um, The secret word for this episode is craft, find it, and correctly correctly timestamp it on YouTube and get a prize. And um, before we get into it, Laura's artwork is hanging currently at the Gamut Art Gallery, which is on 8th Street in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Some of her newest work, which is also some of her best work, I really enjoyed. It's very different. I like it because her use of color. I work mainly in black and white, but I love, love, love good use of color. And Laura has fantastic use of color in her new oil paintings. So check them out. Go see them in person. I don't put um, the artist's work in a slideshow. I did that in the beginning with certain visual artists. I put their work in a slideshow while the podcast plays. But I'm not doing that anymore because I want folks to go see it in person. You can go to her pages on Instagram or find her on Facebook. But most... Mostly, go to Gamut Art Gallery and see the work for yourself right up close and personal because that's the best way to do it with any art. And her work is also hanging in the Artery in Milford, Pennsylvania. Uh, That's not the Artery, the Artery in Milford. Go check that out as well. Forget the internet. Forget the phone. Go see this stuff in person. That's it and that's that. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Laura and myself in deep conversation about art, and we learn about her work, most importantly. Hope you enjoy after these messages. WVFW, Brooklyn, New York. Come and eat at Alberta's Pizzeria, the only place for authentic Italian-Jewish cuisine, home of the only Grandma Yetta Pie. The best kosher pie this side of the wedding wall. Plus, we cater birthdays, sweet 16, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, baptisms for the goys, and we offer free sausage topping for any bris. Alberta's Pizzeria, 
Pizza you want to eat everywhere. Hey everybody, whoever's listening. I'm excited to be joined by the amazing artist Laura LePay. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm super excited to be here cool. in your colorful, characteristic place and talking to you and artists. It's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so you will just jump right in. You have a show right now going on at the Gamut Art Gallery. Yeah. Um, how many pieces do you have there right now? Um, I think it's six. Okay. And was <laughs> there six, was yeah. there like a, a theme to them? Are some of them new? Or are they from the past? Mm. Talk a little bit about. I think what there's two kind of things going on there. One of them, um, they're they're all kind of different inspiration. One of them is this woman kind of sitting back and smoking. And I wanted to do something, I saw the frame, and I was thinking 1920s kind of woman. And um, so I, I kind of went in that style, and it ended up she was sitting there with a cigarette, leaning back and on a couch. And um, as I was painting her, you know, I was listening to a lot of old jazz and stuff. You know, I like to listen to music that's mm -hmm. kind of similar to what I'm painting. And um, I couldn't think of what this was really about. And um, it occurred to me, the, the phrase, time will tell, seemed right for it. Like she was sitting, she's thinking, she's on a couch, seems like she's at a party, she's got her, you know, her, her jewelry on, and, um, but she's sitting back by herself having a cigarette. And I, I, she, you know, I thought time will tell is enough mystery behind it. Um, and it seems right. Something about what she's thinking about, something, you know, time will tell what the answer is. So that's one of them. Um, one of them that I'm super excited about was I have these, um, I went to Cuba a couple years ago and I got these magazines called Bohemia from the 1950s. Oh, you wow. would, oh my gosh, you got to see <laughs> these sometimes. You, sometimes you would, you would be blown away by what's in them, but you're, I'm looking and it's all in Spanish. So it's hard to read, um, a lot of them, but there's all kinds of like, um, I guess there was some bad shit going on back then, and there's you see like images and stories about um, people who were assassinated, and their bodies are there covered in blood in the photos. You know, mm. um, there's these sections on Hollywood, um, and you know Elvis is in some of them, and some other things like that, and they're really thick, so I don't know what all of them are about. There's really old ads in there, but there was this one photo that I I always saw that I thought was really interesting of this <clears throat> this woman on it like an old chase lounge and she's got this gown on and it's flowing and she's laying there and you know she looks like either she was like drunk and just sort of like plopped down or maybe she's exhausted and plopped down or whatever and so i translated it to i was like i would love to paint that i think i, I want to paint something like that mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so as i got the canvas out i i started reading it and i'm seeing sophia loren her you know it's about her so it must be sophia loren so i'm like okay cool Let's see what this is about. I translated it. It was a scathing, scathing oh, article. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. It was really like about how she was like sleeping on like her. Can I say, can I say things like her, her tits yeah. are out? Yeah. yeah. You know, and like, you know, how she was like, you know, um, rubbing up to all these guys in Hollywood. And it was really scathing. And I'm like, well, maybe I won't make it Sophia Loren. You know, <laughs> I tried to find the photo somewhere else online to see if there was like feedback around it. I couldn't find it anywhere. Okay. Um, you know, using Google Lens, you know, and um, 
So I was like, I'm going to paint it, but I'm not going to make it Sophia Loren, you know, because I don't want that scathing part. But the, a lot of the article was about how she was bored. She wrote her mother, she was bored in Hollywood, you know. And so I named it Ennui because she's, you know, the woman is bored. You know, she's laying there just like, oh, whatever, mm. you know. So there's that one. Um, there's probably one or two I'm forgetting about, but the other series is The Suns, and I've been super into Suns mm. lately because I, um, I, I think about what I'm painting and why I'm painting things sometimes, not all the time. Um, and a lot of what I want to try to do is light. I want to bring light into it in some way, whether it's visually or whether it's the emotion. I want to bring positivity um, in a way because a lot of the stuff that I've looked at or, you know, um, or even stuff I like is darker. Mm-hmm. And um, do I go that route in my art or um, do I try to bring, uh, you know, some more positivity to the world in a way? And so I've really, um, oh, yeah, there's two, there's these two women there, these two tall paintings, these two women that are holding light in their hands. Um, and then there's the three sons and the two women that are holding light. Um, it just kind of, those just happened. I, I just started painting and those just happened. I didn't have mm-hmm. something in mind. And the one girl, her hand was out and I was like, well, what should be in her hand? And it's just light. Well, I'll just put light there. And if I think something else later, I'll do something else. But they're both holding light. And one of them is a warm light and one of them is a cool light. Um, and so they're called Rise and Shine. And they're, it's sort of, you put them next to each other, it looks like the cool light is giving the her cool light to the warm oh, okay. light. And the warm light's giving her a warm light to the... The cool light one, and some friends of mine recently said that it reminds them of Reiki, so I've super been into Reiki now. I'm, like, trying to learn more about that, and I, I see that. The suns, um, it's just something I just want to paint right now. Suns, I just want to paint suns. Mm-hmm. And those three were the first three, and I was originally inspired by um, this the red suns that we saw recently with the, the yeah. fires in Canada and all the the dark skies and the the dramatic red suns. And that's why I started, I just got up one morning and I started all three of them, just threw it all into canvas and started going. And um, so I wanted to find a balance between the horrible story behind that, you know, and global warming and how these beautiful, crazy looking skies are also a warning to us of like, what's happening right now, you know, and, and in a way, but I didn't want it to be that dark either, Mm -hmm. you know, so I didn't want the paintings to come across super dark. So I, you know, tried to not, the story is a little dark, but the, you know, the paintings are super colorful. And since Mm -hmm. then I've been painting suns. I've got probably, oh, 10 or 12 of them at home that I'm doing right now. And more I'm going to do when I get back, Mm -hmm. (laughs) all different kinds of suns. Gotcha. So you, with some of those, paintings you mentioned you mentioned that two of them just happen yeah so what is that process like you when know, something just happens i'm trying you? to figure that out i okay. am so trying to figure it out listening to um art podcasts and okay. listening to interviews with artists and watching shows and episodes of interviews with artists the one thing i see in common is that people that really inspiring and and really good artists so many of them talk about just turning everything off turning your brain off turning everything off in a flow state Mm -hmm. and um i can't say i'm good at that yet 
but it happens sometimes, you know, so that's what I, my whole goal is to find that, is to find that flow state. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you have that, you're, you're an artist, you know, and you have that, that thing that just, you know, clicks and you're like, got to get something out, got to get the pens mm -hmm. out, got to get that, the paint out, got to do it right now, go. And that, that's great, you know, but it doesn't always happen like that. And I think there's a lot of pieces to get into place to get there. But um, when it does happen, it's, it's, yeah, it's a gift. <laughs> yeah, I think that getting there is different for everybody. Mm, I too. agree, yeah. Because we're all doing it our what own way. What is it way. for you? Like, how, how, do you, how do you find a flow state? Um, I think that if I'm really excited about what I'm working on, mm. or really, really into it, yeah. and not to say that I'm, I'm not into every piece, mm. but every, like, there's one that I'm like, okay, I'm really into this one, yeah. and it's easier for me to get there. Yeah. Um, also, like, for me, I have a lot of fun experimenting, and that could get me there, too. Yeah. And... That's a good point. I think that has a lot to do with it, is experimenting. Because like then I, you're just, you're not thinking about it, you're just going with something. Yeah, and every piece for me, and this isn't like about my work today, but every piece for me... I, I love to um, learn, yeah, though, too, you know? Okay. <laughs> every piece for me has like a little, I try to work a little bit of improv in there. Mm. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get here yet. Mm. More, some pieces more than others... Yeah. But I like that. I like just the little bit of, like, unpredictability. Because then, mm. when it works out, it's and, great. like, you've, you've jumped with no net, so to speak, yeah. artistically, and it works out, like, you feel good about it, you feel good about the piece, and it gives you the confidence to push that line a little further next time. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. And then when it doesn't work, you just, like, I've just trained myself to, like, fall down and feel bad for 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, and kick and scream. <laughs> fall down, seven, stand up, eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then be like, okay, like, that didn't work. Why didn't it work? Yeah. How can I not make that happen again? You learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It is a hard state to find. And I, I think for me, um, the way I think about it, I'm trying to find a way to quit my job <laughs> my career that I've, yeah right <laughs> my career that i've built for you know 20 some years takes all my time and i feel like if if the if i could have eight hours to paint in a day instead of you know working in tech mm -hmm. um i have eight hours to paint a few times a year if i could have that time you know at least once, twice, maybe three times a week, what a difference that would make. And, um, mm. you know, I'm relentlessly trying to find that. <laughs> so no, I, I think that's what keeps me out of a flow state often because I'm trying to figure out how can I make money in art um, so I can quit my job so that I can actually do the art that just flows. Yeah, I hear you. The time, like, it is such a battle. Yeah. And... There are times, Laura, like where I won't even start a piece mm. because I know in a half hour I'm gonna have to stop. Right. So right. Like, yeah. Know, like sometimes, like if I'm in the middle of something, then I could jump in and jump out. Mm. But to start, 
Right, you could get, do like a little couple parts of it because you know what you want to do next, but right, right to get it going. To and, get it going, yeah. I need more than an hour yeah. just to rev myself up. And we were talking like a little bit about the mathematics of, of mm. doing things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, unless like I'll, if it's on my table literally, mm. or I'll have like a pad, I'll keep notes. I have like graph paper. That I'll keep notes on or like do sketches on so I don't forget. Oh, good idea. So like if I know like, oh geez, in 45 minutes I gotta go do this thing. Yeah. Go work here. So I'll just write down in like over detailed. Like this is what you have to do when you go back to oh, this perfect. piece. Oh, perfect, yeah. Like the eyes are gonna do this. <laughs> because some of those details will You'll fly forget. away yeah. with the drudgery of everyday life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great point. I used to do that with my, when I started painting, I just really started getting into this in 2018. And I didn't understand how to put together a palette. I mean, so many options, what do you do? And I was doing, watching a lot of YouTube videos on, you know, how people put together their palettes. And I finally came up with one that I like to use and I use often. But before that, I would do the same thing with my palette colors. I'd put it all down and I'd write next to them all you know, what colors they were. So if I didn't get back to it again for another month, I knew how I, what that was, what I mixed together, you know. Mm-hmm. So not, it wasn't on the painting per se, but it was, I wanted to remember. It was so difficult to, you know, come back to, or if I had to touch it up, I'd go back to that, I'd save the palette, you know, and I'm like, what colors was I using here? Mm-hmm. What was it, oil or acrylic, you know? Like, um, it's, it's, it's useful to take notes. <laughs> yeah, notes, or I'll do like photos, like working mm. on a collage. Before I glue everything, I'll lay everything out. Oh, yeah. And take a picture and then be able to go back and know at least where everything was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The creative process. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned you listen to music yeah. when you paint. Do you always listen to music when you paint? Um, it's not always music. It's usually something in the same theme or mood. Okay. Um, it depends. I listen to podcast. I listen to something... Every, all day every day like even when I'm working and I have my lunch hour I you know listen to a podcast or NPR or something um constantly feeding my brain uh but usually if I'm painting something it's something in that realm or in that mood you know um that just kind of keeps me in that space or or I learn more like I was um I painted these two Ukraine paintings um uh, mm-hmm. I guess about well, right after the the war started there, um, watching watching the news and being devastated by what I saw, I just got out some paint and I spent you know I don't know maybe a month in the room just painting these things, but also listening to um, stories about what was going on there now, um, music Ukrainian music, mm-hmm. um, Ukrainian like reading old Ukrainian sort of folklore. Um, and what a strong people they are, you know, they, they have dealt with war generation after generation after generation. And they're like, we got this, we're good. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we're going to make this work and we're, we're strong people. And, you know, I, so I learn about that as I'm doing it, you know. So, and I remember those Ukraine paintings. Mm. They were also at Gamut. They were, were yeah. Oh, thanks. Like I was real, like just how you captured like just cityscapes like that and mm. amongst the war. Yeah. And I really thought they were great. Oh, I appreciate that. And it sounds like you 
really immersed yourself in it yeah. to make those paintings. Totally. And that probably helped you to just nail them the way that you did. And, and really get the feeling so through. And make Absolutely. sure I understand what I'm painting, too, you know? Yeah. One of the things I was super embarrassed about about those is... Um, I painted the flag upside down on the arm. So one of them is a woman um, and she's got a tear. You know, so the one of the things we saw women taking up arms and fighting mm -hmm. back, right? right? Which I was super inspired by. And so that's what one of the drawings is. And But she's got, a t she's got like there's an explosion or fire in the background and she's got a tear coming down her face, but she's got a strong will. And she's got the flag on her, on her arm. I painted the flag upside down. And I didn't know it. And somebody that was Ukrainian came into the artery gallery uh -huh. and pointed that out. And I took it home that night and repainted it. And right. was like, oh, my gosh, how embarrassing. Because I, I also want to make sure I understand what I'm painting when I do it. And I, I guess that, you know, that's one of the details I, I missed. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I, um, I wanted to say I, I listened to your, your episode with um, Karen um, Shapiro. Shapiro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was awesome. And Thank you. I really, um, so much about that was great. And I really enjoyed hearing her talk about political art because I've been, I've been trying all different kinds of art to see what I like to do, see what sticks, see how people react, all the things, right? Um, and there's some political art. There's, there's another series I did about the, um, um, the looting that happened in the George Floyd protests in Philadelphia. Mm. And I, I think about these and I'm like, why would I put this in the gallery? Because who wants to put this on their wall? It's terrifying and sad and scary. And, you know, um, to hear her speak about, you know, her motivations behind her art and her political art was really, really, really helpful to hear that and understand why, yeah. you know, that is it's still important to have it out there. Yeah, and it's that, what I got from that and even our conversation is how much of the art is for us that mm. we create and like how much of it is like to be displayed, to be sold. To there tell are, a story right. that has a message. There are times when I don't think about it, anybody else. Yeah. And there are other times when I will be like, wow, I can't wait for like people to see this one. I'm yeah. really like, I don't want this one. Um, huh, but yeah. that, I kind of got some of that from the conversation with Karen too. Yeah. Of just, and her paintings are huge and they yeah like from a like from that point of view they're really big it's a lot of materials it's a lot of time mm. it's a lot of passion and um and a very bold statement always yeah always yeah i definitely appreciate that and and hearing from her about it you know she said in it she's like you know i don't see people hanging this above their couch she's like i wouldn't yeah. hang it above my couch either right. but there's still a purpose for it and that just you know it's a game changer hearing that, you know. Yeah, and even like I, especially after that one, but even before, like we do, we all have it in us, like in a different way. Mm. The art, mm. and there's we have to be a little bit selfish, maybe, mm. with like what we're creating, just to keep our own sanity. Yeah, At least that's how I feel. And it's also you that's coming out right yeah. onto the canvas or onto the paper, right? It's you. So I think yeah. I, I think selfish maybe has you know bad connotations as a word, but I think it's maybe there's another word for it. It's sort of an inward um, bringing something inward out, you mm -hmm. know. That's 
maybe it's selfish in a way, of course, but you know, it's not selfish to hurt other people. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Not that part of it. Right. 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 <laughs> so whether it's you know the, the Ukraine art that you did, um, the protest art, or even the newer stuff that's mm. a little bit lighter, how when you're working on something or you're you're going through a period, mm. let's say, how immersed it sounds like you get very immersed totally. in it. Yeah. So how how do you go about that? Mm. Um, so you mentioned like you're listening to things, you're listening to Ukrainian music, listening to the news about what's going on, and I imagine that that really affects the process and how the art comes out. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Well, I think um, it's hard to listen to podcasts or, you know, news radio kind of stuff or whatever when you're really focusing on something else. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just, you know, structure, you know, you're really thinking about what you're doing because you're really thinking about what you're doing in a lot of it. Yeah. Um, once you have a lot of the structure there and maybe you're just doing highlights or something, it's easier to also use part of your brain somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, um, it's really difficult. I really find it easier to either put on some music. When I was painting the, um, the girls with the light, I was listening to a lot of Bjork. Oh, mm-hmm. man, bringing out the old Bjork, mm-hmm. you know, albums and, and just like really getting into that. You know that there's those high notes that she reaches, you know, and the colorfulness and um, you know just ex- eccentricity of Bjork. You know that it, it channels through you into your art. I feel like whatever you're listening yeah, to. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like I'll pick certain things to or not to listen to mm. or have on. Because it makes a I'm difference, working. right? It does. Yeah. It does, and it could even it can inspire me in in a different direction. Oh yeah. Too. Like it can oh, change yeah. it might change the path of it even. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. And I th- I got Cuz sometimes know. you hear like phrases in there and you're like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I right. want to depict that in some way." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even just like the mood of the music even. Yeah. Can right. kind of steer you without you even really noticing it. Yeah. But it is hard for me to create in silence. Mm. Like I like Something, and like you say, the amount you pay attention to it yeah. can vary. But yeah. even if it's just something going on in the background, there's some kind of rhythm. Sometimes is, is any like sound or music just too much? You have to focus so much that you like silence is better? Very rarely for me. I, huh. I, now I think it's just habit to put on some music. Because oh. I think boiling it down, it's the rhythm. Oh, yeah. That I need. Interesting. Because it's, it's all kind of like, huh. there is a rhythm, whether I'm painting or if I'm making my little dots. Yeah. Like, there is a rhythm to it. That is interesting. And sometimes I'll try to, like, tune in what I'm listening to. Yeah. To what I want to draw or paint. Huh. So many thoughts about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Music is everything, I feel like. It's just so important. So important. Yeah. It's such a, even without, like, even out without coupling it with art, um, it, it, it is that rhythm that's something in it, in the music you're listening to, that still flows through you in some way. And I think it's so important. There was a woman that um, I met not too long ago that um, uh, when she was working, so the artery is the other gallery out in Milford that um, mm-hmm. I have stuff in. 
And also, it's a co-op, so we also work there if you're a working artist, if you're a mm-hmm. working member. And there was a woman that um, didn't play any music all day while she was there. And, I, you know, I respect that, you know, for her, that's, that's what she needed is that kind of silence, I guess. I just don't, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could do it. I don't know how you could... I can't go a minute without music, I feel, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Or at least, like, you know, a podcast or learning something. Like, I'm a constant learner every day. I want to learn things. So if it's not music, it's got to be, I've got to be, like, feeding something into my head. Mm-hmm. But the rhythm still of music, whatever it is, um, makes such a difference, I feel like. It really, um, it can save you, <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. And especially... Like saying, like detaching it just from art, mm. just throughout the day, like you're saying, it can just, it can change your whole headspace. Yeah. The right song or the right memory attached to the right song. Yeah. And it might, like I've experienced music that just like works just in one moment, mm. you know, mm-hmm. or like I'll find a song like if you get really angry and you're just like I gotta work this out right now let's put on some freaking sepultura and bang it out and then cool all right I'm ready to go out the door now (laughs) and face people yeah Yeah. so yeah it could just adjust the whole day yeah yeah oh I agree yeah Yeah. it's great (laughs) so what's um so you mentioned Bjork what's some like go-to music or does it depend on what you're working on totally depends on there's not a go-to there's not really a go-to yeah. I think, you know, there's a go-to when I'm working at the gallery. I'm always playing Ella. But that's because mm-hmm. I put other stuff on and people will come in and be like, what is this? You know, mm-hmm. and I don't want to piss people off, you know. Right. So, like, I had Wax playing one day and, you know, he curses and stuff. And some mm-hmm. woman was like, this music is not right. And I was like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll change it. But, no, there's I don't have a go-to, I don't think. Yeah, it's just all different. Gotcha. It's pretty much the same for me. Right? It's the energy you're feeling. You've got to find the music to match it, to bring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I'm, if I have no, like, if I'm not leaning one way or the other, I'll go, like, I just have an old 20s, 30s jazz playlist. Oh, nice. Yeah. On my phone that I just put together myself that I... That's the fallback uh, one. That's awesome. Um, and it, for I feel like I've heard that, and the it's like the music is in the background of the podcast a little bit, right? It's yeah. It's like saxophony, like. Yeah, I, I do some musical jujitsu in these podcasts to not get them taken down. <laughs> oh. Like I found the sweet spot uh-huh. where you could listen and you could still make it out. Yeah. But the algorithm doesn't like nab me either. Yeah, right. So that's been a fun that's oh, been that's a fun game in a hundred and some odd podcasts. It's good music though. It's good to just like um it's upbeat for the most part, right? It's kind yeah. of like um old timey, like what we were just talking about, like something in older stuff has this energy to it that mm-hmm. you know, it flows through. Yeah. yeah. I when I like listen especially that old jazz stuff you know, you're essentially, um, most of those musicians were black. Yeah. And it was a, it was a bad, bad time to be black, mm. especially here. And you're listening to musicians and artists um, who are having moments of freedom yeah. in a period where they're generally not. Yeah. What a great way And they're way just to putting put all of it into... Huh. 
Like if you ever, there's one song, song in particular, which is um, "Dark Eyes" mm-hmm. by Louis Armstrong. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a like, you know, you a lot of times we see him as like the smiley guy with the right. horn, the boop, every, boop, right? <laughs> but every so often he's just badass. Huh. And this is one of those songs. Oh, interesting! And I that's a, listen to that that's on my a cool one. Yeah, I could. I'll send you a link to it. Because huh. that's a cool one and. The song just slowly erupts oh, into yeah. just huh. this jazz frenzy, and I see it just as like just total freedom, Interesting. where they're not worried. And you could apply that artistic freedom to anything. Really. Yeah, they're just doing it with music, their music, and it's amazing. It's why their music is so good. Right. I'm a huge. I was listening to Gil Scott Heron on the way here. Oh, huge. Cool. He's like, if you could, you know, pick somebody that you know from the past to have dinner with or whatever, I would love yeah. to. I'd love to hang out with him. But Nina Simone and Billie Holiday and, oh my gosh, I've read all the Nina Simone biographies and watched all the movies. I listened mm-hmm. to all, all of her music. And oh yeah, it, and I never thought of it that way. I mean, I guess, in a way, you know, you you, you know it. You, you don't, you can't get past the fact that they are really pouring out their, their heart and soul and all the, all the shit they have to deal with is coming out mm-hmm. through their music. And it's what makes it so amazing, you know. Um, yeah. You know, and like Nina Simone, like having people like, you know, stopping on stage and telling people to shut up, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and listen to my music. You know, I so admire that. <laughs> um, but it's interesting to think about that as like, you know, um, I, I, that's their artistic output for something they you know, really living in a really difficult time. Yeah. Um, has come through in such a beautiful way. And I even notice like the rhythm of the podcast can even change. So mm. a lot of times... I'll do like round tables mm. where I'll get four or five people together, yeah. whoever they are, who are just into it. Like, okay, we're going to sit and just see what happens. And yeah. I'll always tune in something low in the background. Not that it would overpower the recording. Right. But I do feel like it makes a difference. Mm. Totally. And it just helps like that flow of conversation. I've never understood people who say they aren't, they don't listen to music. I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, no, same. I don't get it. Maybe they just don't know yet, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> or they just didn't. Maybe find... their rhythm isn't there. There's just no rhythm there. It's just kind it of flat in some right. way. <laughs> or they just haven't found what speaks yeah, to them yet. Which true. I, you know, I don't know. You gotta look. Like, we got it. We've got that, everything on Spotify yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> Go find that's, it. That's that's what like I can get like that can get under my skin where it's like like it's mm. all there. Hmm. Like half the music I listen to is not of my time. Yeah. But you know, we're curious. We dig. Hmm. You know, you try to find and just that journey. Like there's music that I don't listen to now Hmm. that I may have listened to ten years ago, and I was all about it. Yeah. Ten years ago. Yeah. And I'm not not so much now. Don't really even think about it. But it was. Part of the path to get me to what I'm listening to yeah. now. Yeah. It's like it's that still just sense. as important. Yeah. But I don't. And one day you'll go back to it probably. You'll Maybe. be in that space again exactly. where like that's the right rhythm for you, the right, right story, the right message. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> to go back to art real quick, um, this always is interesting to me. So you mainly work with oils. Or is it acrylic? I just switched back to acrylic for the first time since I started. But I have been working with oils, yeah. So what, for either, you could go on about either one, but like what 
what made you choose those mediums? Mm. Oh, I started in acrylic because I stole all my mom's paint, and that was acrylic okay. <laughs> from like the seventies. She's such a great artist, and I, I wish I was thinking about this this morning. You know, if she didn't have four kids and have to try to, you know, keep everyone fed and, you know, um, keep all of us from going to jail and whatever, <laughs> she probably could have done a lot more with her art. Um, and uh, to just think of where she could have gone with it, because seeing the stuff she did, you know, when she was younger was just really incredible. Um, but she had um, acrylics, so I stole those and started with that. And I switched to oil, be and what I like about oil is that um, the blending, that, mm -hmm. you know, you can take as much time as you need to to blend and scrape and blend and, you know, um, mush things together and right. add on layers. and. It's really cool. I really enjoy that. Um, the reason I switched back to acrylic just now is because, for one thing, I use Gamsol, and um, I, I I keep the window open in the winter, and it's expensive. Okay. It's getting more expensive to do this now that I have a bigger house. So I'm like, what can I do? Oh, I can switch back to acrylic. But also, um, I guess it's this time of year, a lot of the galleries are doing small works, Mm -hmm. And I realized I can do stuff quicker with acrylic, so mm -hmm. I just kind of have to get my 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 flow going with acrylic again to figure out how to do similar like layers and things like that that I've been doing with oil. So some mm -hmm. of those suns that I did in oil paintings yeah. that are at Gamut right now, I'm doing some other versions in acrylic and you know testing it out again to see what I could do. And it's fun. I like it. And mm -hmm. I don't have to keep the window open because you just water. Right. You know? <laughs> Cool. So, but I really want to do watercolor. I am okay. dying I to can, do watercolor. I can see your style looking real good. Oh man, watercolor. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I have some ideas. I just need to just need to you know find that eight hour stretch one day to play around. Right. Yeah. It goes all back to time. Yeah, it goes back to time exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so one that you brought up, it's interesting to me. What kind of type of art did your mother do? Um, she has some, everybody's got some paintings. I wish I had one of them. Um, but she has this one painting of herself. Um, it's pretty big. I'd say it's maybe five feet tall, um, four or six, six by five or you know, four by five or something. And it's of her sitting in the corner and her shoes are there and she's just kind of sitting in a corner and it's beautiful. She's really into um, Native American, you know, Indian and cowboy okay. Western type yeah, stuff and yeah. history, and um, some of her art is around is around that. You know, she's very um, observant. She used to do a lot of um, clay work, so she made a lot of little clay people and like little oh, cool. like you know people holding hands and love you know things mm -hmm. and um, so yeah, she she was very artistic, but. Um, you know, I guess we came along <laughs> and ruined it. So, <laughs> but you know, now she's you know she's retired now, which I'm excited about. And we're we've been out of the house for a long time. Mm -hmm. My youngest brother is um, 16 years younger than me, so they've all been out for a little while. So I send her a bunch of canvases and paint and stuff, and try to get that going yeah. again. You know, like cool. do it, mom. You know, we'll see. Gotcha. <laughs> cool. Though. It, I think um, so. Do you feel that any of that? I would imagine trickle down to you. Oh, I'm sure. Artisticness. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know about style as much. And if I think about my mom's style and my style in terms of like how we dress, it's nothing 
it, we have nothing in common almost. <laughs> so it probably makes sense that our art isn't as similar. Um, but she is incredibly artistic. And I think between her and my grandmother, her mother, I feel like I, you know, both of them are the influence that they've had on me. My grandmother, my grandmother used to have this photo of me that I took for a photography class, which I got a D in. Um, I took a photo I of myself. I found many art class. <laughs> right, so, me too. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> History twice. Yeah. Um, I was crying and I had all this um, makeup like strewn down my face and I took a picture of myself and I don't know why, my, how my grandmother had it or why she was. She had it framed. It was in her dining room. She loved it. And, you know, I think about that. I, back then I didn't understand and I was a little embarrassed. But now mm -hmm. I get it because there's like this. They, my mom and my grandmother both were very much into poetry and Shel Silverstein and, oh, you know, this cool. creative, like, my grandmother was a librarian, you know, she was very much into, um, 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 like, representing women and, and supporting women and, you know, I think there was a, my mom was really into Rod McEwen, there was a lot of sad poetry, so there's this side that's like, expressing things that people don't usually express you know through their daily lives that comes mm -hmm. out in art that i really appreciate and i'd love to tap into that a little bit more you know i think some of it comes through like the the ennui painting you know uh -huh. and the the woman smoking talking about time will tell but um yeah i think there's more i think there's more to it there's this more this is understory yeah. uh, that is i think there's still something in there that i haven't quite tapped into yet Okay. That comes from them. Yeah, makes sense to me. <laughs> I, as you were talking, it made me think about, um, do you ever, when you look back at a piece of your own art that mm. might be, what's that, over a year old, mm. um, I guess what my question would be, as time, more time goes in between you and a finished product, mm. do you look at it differently as time goes past? Do you, maybe do you see things that you didn't see when you were working on it? I've had that experience here and there. Yeah. That's another question I like to ask other artists. Have you? That's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, it's not, it hasn't been that long. I, I dabbled in, you know, drawing and painting and stuff back when I was, I was um, taking advertising design classes at Northampton. And they, okay. they had, like, these intro classes. Um, so I was painting and drawing back then. And then I, I did one semester of graphic design where I got to paint and draw a little bit for that. But really, I started in 2018, so it hasn't been that long yet. But when I look at, I, I mean, I think of this all the time. Mm. When I look at the stuff that I was getting out, you know, um, getting out something and, and painting on it back then, and I couldn't figure out anything. How do I mix colors? What, you know, what, what do I do? Like, what's the structure? How do I do these darks and lights? Like had no idea. And I, but I would just do it anyway. And then every, you know, since then to now I, I've learned so much and I, you know, look at every, every time I do a painting or a series of paintings, I feel like I've, I've come a little bit farther and I've come a little bit farther every single time. So yeah, I look back at some of that and I know what I didn't know. Right. Uh, I see what I didn't know, and but I still look at things now, at artwork now, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get to that. I don't know how yet, but I'm going to get to that. And I, one day when I'm at that, I'll be able to look at what I'm doing now and be like, yeah, I see why I couldn't get there, because I needed mm -hmm. to learn this, this, and this first. Gotcha. Constantly feel like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's trippy. Like I, for me to look back at old art because mm. there's that element of what it. do you see that like you didn't technically yeah the technical part of it oh. which I completely can understand and can get like pulled down by or like not want to show older pieces because they're oh. not up to what I think they should be. But even like certain pieces that I that I look back on because when I'm creating like I'm just I'm in. Yeah. I know what I want. I'm not really. There's things that I'm not thinking about because mm. they get in the way. Yeah. Of the flow. Yeah. And I've gone back and looked at something, like technical aspect aside, and just look at it and go, "Geez, like that's what I was going through then." Or like <laughs> it makes more sense a year later or even six months later huh. when I'm not like on top of it. Hmm. Because I definitely feel a different relationship to pieces when I'm working on them to when I see them. Yeah. You know, I had like this big moment. We were, I was helping Jim take down a show Uh at Gambit and it was a show I was in. Uh-huh. And I was in the same room that your work is in now. Yeah. It was like four or five different pieces and, um... The show went good. I don't think any of them sold, but that that's fine. Um, but there was no reason for me to feel bad about it, mm-hmm. put it that way. And I'm standing in this room, and it's I'm about to take down the paintings and patch the holes. And I'm looking at all my work, and it all looked exactly the same to me. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I said, everybody's told me they like this, but I, in my head, like, but I know. This is all just the same painting over and over again. Huh. Just one's Duke Ellington and one is a portrait of somebody totally different, but it's the same piece of art. Huh. And that, like, twisted into my head. And I'm like, okay, can I move myself in a different direction here? Ah. You just evolved. Yeah. And so sometimes (laughs) it's just... I think of it more as, like, you're in a... You're in a phase or you've got a series where you're really, you probably yeah. did, did you do a lot of those at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, so like it makes so much sense, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're ready to move on. To, you've, you've experimented with that and now you're mm-hmm. ready to, to do the next thing, whether it's layering something new onto what you've learned from doing that right. or just doing something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, definitely don't knock yourself for it. That's for sure. You know what, what, you know, bringing up like older stuff mm-hmm. and I was looking at the front page of Saatchi Art and the, like, I don't remember what they call it, something like emerging artists or, you know, new artists or something like that. Not new artists, like, something that's, like, popular. And I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like, they definitely have let go of structure. They have let go of, like, you know, something that could be meaningful to most people. What's mm-hmm. popular right now, I look at my very first painting, uh-huh. my very, very first one in 2018. It's a building floating out there. There's some trees floating around. You know what I mean? It, there's no, you, obviously I didn't know what I was doing, but that's the kind of stuff I see that's so popular right now of like letting go of, of it making sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like, it's a lot of shapes and... But when you look at it, it's cool. It's really cool. It's very abstract. It's, you know, and so I, I, I think there's even a place for, um, you know, some of that stuff that doesn't have as much as we learn more and learn more and learn more. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a place for just letting that go yeah. and just, you know, I don't know. It's I look at it and I try to understand. That's one of those things right now. I'm trying to understand how do I get to something like that? 
Mm-hmm. I've been learning so much technique and learning by looking at everyone else and what they're doing and the palettes and the colors and their process. And I look at what's at the front page of Saatchi Art and I'm like, okay, you know, or like Hunt Slonim is the new guy that I just um, mm-hmm. discovered and was obsessed with. And I just bought one of his paintings. It's $6,000 for a painting this big. It's like, a, um, I know people can't see, it's probably like an 8 by 10 Okay. in a really nice antique frame. And his bigger paintings are in the 20,000, 30,000, you know, whatever. But this painting, he gets up every morning and he does a painting of a bunny. He drew one in the book. He signed a book for me. He does it in about, you know, five seconds. Uh-huh. Bam, done. And it's going for $6,000. And, you know, I'm like, the technique is out the door. Color right. is out the door. A palette is out the door. You know, it's something, what is that? What is it about him and what he does that makes his art so, um, I know like celebrities buy it. And so that must be why. And I've re- I've been reading about him and there's like a whimsiness to it, mm-hmm. you know? So I get that. I get it. I read it and I get it. Mm-hmm. But I also look at that and I'm thinking, gosh, I'm trying so hard to evolve my craft. And here he is doing a, you know, five second bunny that costs six grand. Yeah. How? 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 <laughs> that, like I asked the, with something like that, I asked the question of okay, is at that point, is it the art or is it it's the him that they're buying? Yeah. So that and I don't know what it is about him. To that point, I can't figure it out. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I but then you. I think you you got the right question, right? Yeah. I yeah. Uh, yeah, it's baffling. and But that's also what's so interesting about the art world, too, is that, um, you know, you could do something that's just super simple, and it's about what people, how people feel. Yeah. It's about how it makes people feel, which is ties back into what I keep thinking about light and sun and, you know, things like that, is I want people to feel, I want people to feel good when they see mm. my art. I don't, I don't want to bring too much tragedy and heartbreak and bad feelings. I don't want, I don't want to bring too much of that (laughs) yeah has there ever been for you like um a standout moment of somebody seeing a piece of yours and how they reacted to it or how they experienced it hmm um i don't i don't know about standout i've heard some interesting things um i can't think of one that's really standout i haven't really I mean, the first time that I've had something in the gallery was just two years ago when Jim and, okay. and Mary said, come on down. Yeah. Um, but I don't really get to see or hear a lot of what people say because, you know, you get the show opening, but then that's mm-hmm. it. But at the Artery... Those are always such a whirlwind. Yeah, you know? right, yeah. Yeah, they're fun. Um, but at the gallery, I do hear a lot because you're working there and people are coming in, they're talking mm-hmm. about everything as they're walking around, so I get to hear a lot. But... Um, the series that I did of the um, the looting in Philly, and it's just, I think it's six or eight of them, um, of all these scenes that I saw of like a building on fire and people, you know, smash and grab. And um, this one woman was um, shopping the, you know, all the stuff that was like looted out and it was stuff that fell onto the street. There was tons of it all over the place. And she was there pushing a stroller with like, looked like about a two year old, mm-hmm. um, you know, shopping the, the remnants of it, you know, just yeah. picking stuff up. And um, so I like painted all those scenes 
And someone had come into the gallery and said, and I didn't get to hear it. I heard it from someone else who was working that day. It was like, yep, that's exactly what that was like. Mm -hmm. That really captured, you know, what it was like that day. And I was like, oh, I wish I could have been there to talk to that person and, you know, talk about it. Mm -hmm. But I don't get to hear that much of it yet. I, I, you know, I get to hear some of the reactions, but nothing that's stood out that much yet. Maybe sometime in the future. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so what, what are you working on currently? Hmm. More sons, okay. um, currently. What I want to do, though, I am so excited about. I have so many ideas. So the sons, um, I'm, I'm really into this retro thing. I'm really inspired by um, street art, and I always have been. And mm. I wrestle with the fact that it looks so easy um, versus it being meaningful and, like, where's the balance of it, of... To me, I feel like I never want to, I never try to do the things that are easy and I can't figure out why I don't just do it, you know, because even if it's easy, it could be really cool looking, you know, and it could be right. meaningful in some way. So right now I've got this series of retro sons um, that I'm working on. They sort of remind me of the 60s and 70s. Like, I feel like I had a t-shirt with like an old sun, like lines on it and like the sun coming out. So doing a series of sons and like trying to think of what colors did they have back then like what was bob ross painting with like mm -hmm. alizarin crimson and indian yellow and like mm -hmm. pulling out some of these old colors and trying to you know make those so i'm super excited about those um and then there's another series i'm going to do i i don't want to say it yet i, I can't right. wait. i'm mm -hmm. so crazy excited about them cool <laughs> but um yeah it'll probably take me a couple months to get them out but um yeah it's, it's different, very abstract. Jim Jim was saying, do abstract, and I'm like, I don't know how. But that's the challenge, right? I don't know how, yeah. so I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I could see it working out good. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> At least, like, the, the thing I like about the suns is that it is all abstract, but I mm -hmm. throw a sun in there, and to me, it, it has, it's some, there's something there that I can latch onto and paint right. the rest of it around, you mm -hmm. know? No, I could definitely relate to that. Of like just having one spot to put your foot yeah. in the painting and then just yeah. go for it all around. I know what it is now, so I can do right. the rest, can be whatever, you know. Cool. But I know it's a sun. <laughs> right. Where, um, so we've we've talked about Gamut. Where can people find you and your work? Um, so there's two places I'm in right now, and one is Gamut. Um Every you know couple months, I've been really lucky to to be in Gamut, which is mm -hmm. really great. I just I learn so much every time I go talk to them, and yeah. every time I have new stuff, I you know make sure I show them because I do feel like it evolves and changes. So I've been lucky enough to be in there a bunch. Um, the Artery in Milford, such a great gallery. Like the feeling when you walk in, it's a good good energy in there. Good people. It's a co-op. Mm -hmm. So everyone that's in there is also, you know, not everyone's working there, but, you know, they're also members. Right. Um, and um, so there's stuff there. I just joined um, WCAA, so Wayne County Arts Alliance, and I haven't had time to get anything up there yet. So okay. I think um, by December I'll have some things there okay. shooting cool. for that. Those sons, actually, those retro sons I want to take nice. there. Um, and then my next 
place that I want to aim at that I'm looking at and I, I don't know their process yet but I've heard a lot of good things about Upfront Gallery in, in okay. over in New Jersey okay. um, not far from Milford and I see the things they do and they look like they're having fun and I'm really interested in that gallery so I'm not there yet but I, I'm aiming at that at some point so right now Gamut and the Artery next um, WCAA you know Wayne County Arts Alliance in Honesdale cool cool and any online presence you want to push? Or? Oh, yeah. LauraLapay.com. Yeah. Okay. Is, uh, I try to keep up with it. Mostly, I, I want to do the prints there. I do put the originals there, but I don't find people buying originals from online very much. Mm -hmm. At least not until, like, if I ever get to be, like, you know, some big name or something. I just don't see yeah. it really happening. But the prints are there. They start at 7 bucks, And, you know, they, they it's a good place to, you can... Um, you can see your art in different ways, so I like I like that about the website. But you know, um, mostly I, I feel like it's good for prints. But you can see the art that I have available there as well. Cool. Yeah. cool. Thank you for asking. And Instagram, yeah. Laura LePay Art. Okay, and yeah. I'll throw it all on the underneath <laughs> so people can find it. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank it you, was great Mr. To talk Shivers. To you. Absolutely. It was fantastic to talk to you. So yeah, hopefully everybody will come out and see your work, and I'll be. I'll be pushing it myself, too. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> and, of course, thank you for listening to this episode and making it through another one. Thank you, Laura, for coming on the show. It really was fun to talk to her and to learn about how she does her work, where her inspiration comes from, all that artsy Michigas. Don't forget, you could find this episode and all the other ones on all major podcast platforms. What does that mean? Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the list goes on. You could also find it on YouTube with a little bit of video, some episodes more than others. Um, and don't forget the secret word was, what the hell was it? Craft. Find it and correctly timestamp it on the YouTube version and maybe win a prize, who knows? more i'm trying to pump these episodes out quicker so there'll be more episodes coming in the meantime take care of yourself and take care of somebody else goodbye wimps